Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPM number 16, that's Bias Panini for Men, Shear number 16. Uh, criticism is poison to a marriage, which is obviously very clear, anyone who listening, is listening understands that clearly, how criticism is one of the greatest enemies of Shalom Bias. And uh, to cultivate emotionally healthy people, you need to avoid criticism as much as possible. And only consider using constructive feedback or sharing a good idea. Uh, but even that she may take as biting criticism. So a man really needs to be very, very careful. And um, very often a husband is not intending to be critical. And he's really trying only to help. So he may be very uh, bewildered, like when you have that sharpness, your wife starts crying or anger from her, a negative reaction from her when you were just trying to help. And you need to understand the reasons behind it. And very often, sometimes, the husband needs to understand that she's taking that quote-unquote innocent critique and she's taking it very hard. And again, it's some it's a skill that men need to learn on the sensitivity of the wives that to learn to how to be sensitive and to recognize that criticism, when you're very sharp, you may hop that you're very sharp, but when you just think you're just stating something, you may not think you're sharp, but in reality it's coming across that way and it can be very hurtful to your wife. So the stipler has a yesaid that he said, we quoted this in, in, in other places, that the primary hope that a, hus- a woman has in her whole world is that she ha- should have a husband that loves her and cares for her. And when she sees that that's not so, it's he holds his mamashe pikuach nefesh situation because it is a tremendous tsar and sorrow or being in that lonely state. Um... And the Chazaynish writes, it's the nature of a woman to take pleasure in the favor she finds in her husband's eyes. So when you understand that, that Be'etzim, it's in there, whether she admits it or not, or she expresses it or not, it's very, very much means a lot to her. So that's why when you say something that may be somewhat critical, it could hurt her terribly. Deep in her heart, whether she says it or not, when she does something for you, she's thinking, you know, I'm hoping my husband is pleased with this. I hope he likes this. I hope I'm doing a good job with this. So then when you say something that seems even, you know, you know, not majorly critical, but somewhat critical, she feels empty and she feels she lost the most important thing in her life, which is her love's husband's love, her husband's appreciation, and her husband's validation of her. Now, when you listen to this, most men will feel this is a little bit like sort of out of the box type of a thought, surreal. It's not really, you know, um, why would such a momentary critique, oh, don't do this, do this, or whatever it is, why would that create such a turmoil? Why would that create such a major severe reaction in your wife in, in, in taking it in such a, in a hard way? Part of this is on the trying to understand the nature of women overall and her power of her motion, which is a tremendous gift for her. And that's why one has to be very sensitive when interacting with your wife 
to do it in a very gentle way when you feel something needs to be worked on. So really what the key is for husbands is to think about what you're going to say before you say it. And you let's say you know it's first of all you think whether I really need to say it. You know, sometimes it may not be even necessary. You could let it slide. But let's say it's something that is recurring for a certain degree and you feel you need to say something. But think about what you're gonna say, how you're going to say it, and and by thinking about that beforehand, it's more likely that'll come out in a much more positive way. Or to throw in a word of praise and appreciation within it. That sandwich rule we discussed earlier, where you say something you really, I really appreciate you, and I love you. You say that initially, and then you say it even when you're saying that criticism. You know, and I feel. Don't say you're this or you're that or you did this wrong or that wrong. You know, I I don't know why, but I somehow felt felt a little bit um, whatever because of this. And but you can do that. It takes work, and over time it will be easier to use your wording in a way where even when you convey something that you know see you know that has to be said that you say it in a way where where she feels good about it it takes work it takes effort but it creates a wonderful marriage if you're able to do that you're actually building her up even as you're trying to correct something if you learn that skill and of course, um, one of the worst things you could say to your wife is, why don't you do this like my mother does it? You know, because I'll talk about the disposition naturally with mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws that it's a, sen- this, a sensitive uh, one that inherently could be contentious. And therefore, it's important to reverse that. And Baruch Hashem, with many marriages and many families, it has happened that no, you, you know, the Chazal say that to tell you not that it has to be that way. The Chazal say that because there's a tendency to be that way, and you could, with your working on your Midas, make sure that that doesn't happen. So this, even though it's natural to have this tension by nature of a mother-in-law to a daughter-in-law and vice versa, doesn't have to be that way. And therefore, it's un, it makes sense very often for a husband to be very, very sensitive about these things. And don't compare her to his mother or anything like that. You avoid expressing critiques and those type of references whatsoever. And that itself saves a lot of marriages and enhances shalom bias. Where you, you basically, a husband needs to know how to compartmentalize. My mother was my mother, is my mother. My wife is a different person, world onto herself. There's no point in comparing anything. She's her unique person, and you treat her accordingly. Actually, the the the, the lush and hara question, you have to be very careful with it. Could go either way. You know, sometimes surprisingly, uh, it, it works where the wife is criticizing your wife is criticizing her own mother or her own parents, and when her your wife does that, it's very important to be very, not to accept to be macabre that. And, you know, don't fall into that trap. You may not like them either. You'll see you'll agree with her on that when she complains about her own parents. But that's the last thing that you want to do. You basically realize it's a hilchas lashonara. You learn the halachas of what she says and how to deflect it, and not be macabre and so on and so forth to do it the right way. Or it has to be letayelis and for a constructive way. But the idea being is is that 
these family tie situations, mother-in-laws to daughter-in-laws, even within parents, one needs to be very, very sensitive. One thing that helps a lot, and Rosh Shimshon Pincus said this, to know when it comes to family ties like that, is that a father-in-law is not a father. No matter how close you could be with your father-in-law, he's still your father-in-law, he's not your father. Your mother-in-law is not your mother. Your brother-in-law is not your brother. You know, yes, they say, or even later, you know, whatever it is, you say, I feel he's a brother to me. Halavai should always be that way, that's beautiful. But ultimately it's not. You need to be very careful on how and what you say to your in-laws, mother-in-laws, father-in-laws, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, on Beit Al-Chaveiroi, and especially for Shalom Bayis, to praise your in-laws, and to see good things in them, and that's part of it. Very, very, very important. Now, where Vigda Miller used to emphasize that a husband and wife may be 100% faithful for he, to each other, that doesn't just mean in intimate ways, you know, to be faithful to each other that way, and we talked about it in other shiur, but in every regard. So, for example, when your wife gets criticized by someone for something she did, you come to her defense. Even if she was wrong, when you're with other people, particularly your family members, you defend her. You respectfully prefer, say, stop talking like that. You push it away. Privately, between a husband and a wife, if there are issues about these things, open communication and how to express it, when one feels their wife was wrong or wife feels the husband was wrong, there are ways to communicate it. But in, in a context of a rabbin or fa- other family members, you're 100% loyal. I'm not going to let you talk about my wife this way. And a wife, also I'm not going to let you, you talk about my husband this way. So overall, we talked about criticism to be careful with. We talked about within family ties, how sensitive you need to be. We're going to talk now about clothing. It's very, very important. Your wife bought something new, and she's excited about it. How do you like it? Hopefully you'll love it, and you could say, uh, it's great, it looks great on you, and uh, and it's fantastic. Sometimes you don't like it so much, what do you do? And the, before we go into that, Wami needs to realize, you need to be realistic. You're not going to love every single garment that your wife ever buys. There may be certain styles that are out of you know, whatever it is, some you're not crazy about, and she'll wear, someday she'll wear outfits or things that you're not crazy about. And generally speaking, it should be parav. There's no reason to make a major issue out of it. Something really, really bothers you about a particular garment, okay, you know. But generally speaking, no reason to make a big fuss about things. And sometimes a good compromise with these type of things are, is maybe like, Talk between the two of you, you know. If it's that important for you, for your wife to wear something that you like, very appealing, then you could have a conversation with her, you know. I like your your other outfits are fine, but there's particular colors that I particularly like, whatever it is, and this is the style. You could express it to your wife. I, li- I, w- I think this would look good on you or something I would like, and that's fine. But... To say that it's ugly on you or, or, or you don't find it appealing and, and to get her upset about that and you think about the long-term ramification of that and how it starts a, a, a quarrel and it hurt feelings, um, that's not the correct approach, even if there are certain articles of clothing that you're not crazy about 
your wife wearing it. So Bikitza, when it comes to clothing, there's sensitive ways to have healthy communication with one another about clothing um, and with a, with, a, with a sensitivity. And again, to have a realistic approach. You know, like we said, not every outfit you'll, you'll love. And if there's certain things that you would want something that's appealing to you, you have a conversation with your your wife. This really looks well. This really, I really enjoy. You look great in this and so on and so forth. And the other ones, you know, you have to sort of be sensitive. And and I'll start and shalom. And you say, this looks nice on you, but I really like this. And you have to have a healthy perspective when it comes to that. And that is another... Um, you know, bump in the road sometimes that happens uh, when it comes to this. Of course, when we're talking about clothing, I'm going to say it anyway. It's a male thing also that they also need to learn how to dress, you know, respectable and have a, you know, a healthy, nice appearance for his wife and the way he dresses as well. Another a- aspect of being a good husband is to be a gentle man, gentle, without exceptions. You could be tough in business, you could be assertive, you could be whatever you are, but towards your wife, you're a gentle person. It's brought down. You have to be with calmness. That's the Rambam. With a calmness in your speech. Not to express irritation, unhappiness. Everything with a sensitivity, with a calmness. You may be gruff with other people, standoffish, uh, whatever it is, um, you know, rough in the way you talk with your wife. You really have to shift that and be very, very gentle with her in the way you talk. The Gemara Bar-Metzia says, that a man must always, la'ilam means always, be careful not to cause emotional pain to his wife, since her tears are always very at the ready. The punishment is also quickly to come. The morale points out that although the isa of prohibiting causing any Jew emotional pain applies to every Jew, Chazal specifically warned men to be extra careful about this regarding their wives, because wives connecting to their husbands is much more prone to be hurt than others. This explains the morale is the function of the dual reality within which she lives. On one hand, she is dependent on her husband in many ways. On the other hand, she's equal to him because she is his spouse. She's not a shifcha, she's not a umma, she's his spouse. So she has an independent um, identity as well. So there's a delicate balance here. And there needs to be a big sensitivity. And her equilibrium and her sense of balance in the relationship is completely dependent, very much so, on your behavior towards her. She has an essential need for being completely bound to the identity of you, her husband. Whether she admits it or not, it's inborn. And because that balance is complex and delicate, and the slightest thing could throw it off, it's extremely important to be always sensitive in the way you talk to your wife, in the manner of the, of the way you talk. Again, that does not mean that you are not open about issues. We talked about it in many other shiurim, about how to communicate 
difficult issues with one another in a way where there's no hurt feelings with healthy communication, but overall, even then, with a gentleness, with a calmness, with a kindness. Now, good Eitzah, by the way, if us husbands, when we're in a bad mood or we're stressed, okay, and we're very upset, things that happen in life, at work, or whatever it is, we come home, we're in a very bad mood. And your wife's there with the children, or whatever it is, the scenario, and you you are in a bad mood. And, and, and things that your wife may say may grate on your nerves, whatever it is. There may be times, you know, depends on your communication with your wife and how it works, where if you come in normally, you're more cheerful, and, and here you're more tense to basically just, you know, be honest with your wife and just say, you know, I really had a hard day today. I'm feeling down or I'm a little upset right now. And if you see me in a bad mood or I'm just like, uh, you know, more serious than normal, no, it has nothing to do with you. I love you. I appreciate you. I just had a hard experience today uh, and uh, things went, you know, haywire and I'm not at my best right now. And and if you preempt it by that, then then it it definitely helps a great amount that when... You know, obviously, it's better to try to change your mood and be pleasant and loving and caring even then. But if you're not able to muster that strength, at the very least, when you say this, she'll understand and 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 won't. You know, be that's a certain heter. Now, don't, it's not it's not something to use all the time. You can't always come in every day being in a bad mood and say it's not you. You know, it doesn't work. Once in a while, you know. You could do this. It's sort of damage control, even more than being a heter, really per se. Because ideally, you're not. You really, ideally, all of us need to work on shifting our mood, and not let our mood dictate um, the connection we have with our wives. But so it's more like damage control, and it is a good eta to use if you see you're not in your own control and you're in a very bad state and you're in a bad mood. Um, you need to tell this to your wife. You know, I had such a bad day and, and I'm very upset, but it has nothing to do with you. And and I'll, I, I'm just going to, I'll get past this, it's, you know, and I'll just need a good night's sleep. I need some rest and I'll, 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 I'll be, I'll be in, you know, in a better shape. Sometimes that is an Eitzah, but again, that is like damage control. And it is a good thing to do when you feel that way. But overall, it's extremely important to try to overcome that and any short-temperedness that you have or whatever it is to try to change that and work on your dice and try to be as calm and, and giving in the words and expressions you say towards your wife. So all these heterim we just said now, they're not technically heterim. These are contingency plans of damage control when you'd see you can't help yourself, you're in a very, very upsetting mood and you're 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 not yourself. So this is not a hetter. You really have to try to overcome that. Overcome that and not be in that mood. But again, you need to use this if you know you know it's gonna affect your 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 wife. You you tell her it's not about you. I just got very upset today about something else and I love you and I care about you. I just need some rest and I'll calm down. But you have to make sure to do your best to bounce back away from that state of mind, to bounce back from that bad mood 
and to be as kind and gentle to your wife as possible. So Bekitza, we talked about a lot of things today that seem common sense and basic, but it's Kedayda Chazar over and to practice. And Bez Hashem, with practicing these things, the Shalom Bayis will get better. Remember, your wife is the greatest treasure you have. Treat her with a gentleness. Be careful when you criticize. Realize she's sensitive, even if she may seem more tough-minded, but there's a sensitivity there that you have to really be careful about and treat her with a great respect and a calmness and a gentleness. Hatzlacha and bracha.